there's something about him I feel like it's me I'm looking right at him He's literally me Welcome to another episode of Literally Him, a deep dive into Ryan Gosling's filmography. I'm your co-host, Joseph. And I'm your co-host, Emilio. Just to give some background, uh, I fucked up majorly, and I watched two Ryan Gosling movies. I thought we were supposed to watch The Gray Man, but it turns out we were supposed to watch The Believer. Uh, But hey, here we are. Uh, Emilio, have you seen The Gray Man before? Not to give too much of your take, but... What are some general thoughts you have about the Gray Man? It's, I mean, it's okay. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, the first watch I liked it, and then when I watched it again, I was kind of like, oh, this is a bit of a drag of a movie. Mm-hmm. But um, Ryan Gosling's good in it. Chris Evans was good in it. I think they're kind of like the saving grace of the movie. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I can only imagine watching that, and then you have to watch The Believer right after <laughs> how drastically <laughs> different they are. I will say, like, it was a welcomed watch because, uh, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about The Gray Man, but The Believer, <laughs> this is my first time watching it, and I was really pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, what did you think about it in general? Uh, well, watching it right after watching Barbie... For the second time. <laughs> oh, um, that's right. You went to the movie theaters to watch it again, right? Yeah. It is drastically different, obviously, in terms of tone and who Ryan Gosling is playing in this film. Right. Uh, but it was definitely like coming from Barbie and then going into this film, it was very like fresh. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen this movie before either, so I would say definitely more more of like I guess like a deeper role that he's taking on since yeah. like maybe like what from what we've watched like the place beyond the pines and all that definitely like a lot more there's a lot more like character to him in this movie. That I really When's liked. the last time he did like a serious role? Was it Place Beyond the Pines or The Big Short? I think it would be The Place Beyond the Pines. I was yeah. actually looking up some other f- movies that he's been in. Do you know to kind of get an idea of what other movies we can watch? There is mm-hmm. one that he did that's like semi-serious and it's The Gangster Squad. Oh, I forgot. About, yeah, it isn't a Emma, Emma Stone in that one too? Yeah, Emma Stone, Josh Brolin. There's a bunch yeah. of people in that one. But I would say that's... But that came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. So I think it's around the same time as The Place Beyond the Pines. But since then, I don't think he's done anything really like serious. He directed a movie. Which movie's that? Mystic River. All right, well, when we're topped out for all his movies, we got to watch it. Because he doesn't star in it, does he? No, no, he doesn't star in it. All right then, that'll be a bonus ep. Um, I, oh wait, oh, sorry. To... The sorry, the most recent serious movie he did was First Man. Oh, that's played right. Neil Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. I have Which not is, watched that one yet. That's a very good movie. 
bringing it back to Barbie, <laughs> comparing it to the Believer, obviously there's very nothing almost to compare it to, but um, there is a mention of Jewish people in Barbie. Will Ferrell, in uh, when he starts <laughs> to talk about all the women he knows, he uh, the last thing he ends off with is, uh, oh, and I know uh, one Jewish person too. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the Believer, there is obviously a lot of mention of Jewish people in, in a very bad, bad derogatory terms. Yeah. Um, I knew that this movie was going to be a hard watch, but it was very compelling. Um, and obviously it delves a lot into like self-hatred and um, religion. But I wanted to ask you, Emilio, what is your relationship with religion? Did you grow up with it at all? Uh, I grew up Catholic when I was younger, but I never did like a my first communion or anything like that. Um, my mom more was into like Christianity. So I was going from Catholic church to a Christian church. And that I'd, it's going to sound kind of weird, but I prefer, I preferred going to the Catholic church just because they were a lot more like quiet <laughs> and oh, okay. a lot more like chill. Whereas when we would go to Christian church, uh, the priests uh, or whoever would be like, come on, like get up, move, like, like, like all like excited. And mm. even um, in, cause we were younger, we had to do the, the younger classes with yep. all the kids and all the, People were just like, oh, we're so like, just, oh, like Jesus, it's so exciting, isn't it? And I was kind of just like, <laughs> oh, I'm not into this. I, yeah, I really didn't like it. Just kind of felt like too uppity for me. Yeah. And then uh, I took a philosophy class in eighth grade. I went up to UC Santa Cruz that summer and I took philosophy and I came back and I was like, I don't believe in religion. And then my whole family freaked out. See, this is what fucking college does to you. It fucking radicalizes you. <laughs> yeah. But were you uh were you baptized? <laughs> I just I'm thinking of Nacho Libre. <laughs> you haven't been baptized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was um, yeah, I was baptized. Okay. Yeah. What about I, you? How's religion for yeah. you now? Uh, I grew up Catholic too. I went to Sunday school from like when I was seven to about nine. I was baptized. I did my first communion. I remember that I really wanted to do my confirmation because when I was a kid, I was like, fuck, yeah, this religion shit is fucking cool. <laughs> and then my parents were just kind of lazy to sign me up, so I never did it. And then I went through like a teenage phase where I was like, oh, fucking, this is all bullshit. Fuck this shit. I don't give a fuck about religion. Uh, but now I wouldn't say I'm religious, but I, I, I respect it. I'm not a little dickhead about it anymore um if you want to be religious that's totally cool as long as you're cool to other people and you're not uh stepping on anyone's beliefs or who they are then i'm fine with it um yeah. but uh yeah moving over to the believer is uh do you have a synopsis for us ready to go emilio i do actually it's okay. uh, a little long <laughs> um <laughs> all right so a hardcore American racist skinhead who, because of his intelligence, leads a gang dedicated to fighting the enemy. 
the supposed American Jewish conspiracy for domination. However, he's hiding a secret. He's Jewish born, a brilliant scholar whose questioning of the tenets of his faith has left him angry and confused, turning against those he thinks have a tragic history of their own making. Yeah, I, that wraps it up very, very well. Um, <laughs> this is such a, it was such a hard watch, but it was very interesting. Um, it is crazy how today there are a lot of parallels. This kind of reminded me of like Andrew Tate because uh, the character Danny that Ryan Gosling plays is very smart. He talks very well. Um, but he just spouts out the most racist, anti-Semitic, crazy shit you've ever heard. But you can understand how people who are easily manipulated would like follow this guy. Um, I I also want to point out that this is one of Ryan Gosling's like I think it is his first like major role in a movie. Um, the movie came out in two thousand one, and. It also ran into some trouble because people were protesting it, obviously because the themes people didn't really want to see a redemptive arc about a neo-Nazi. Um, and uh, eventually it won some awards. Uh, Ryan Gosling won a Spirit Award for Best Actor. And it didn't make back its budget, though. The budget for the movie was like uh, $1.5 million, and it made like $1.3 in the box office. Yeah. Um, what, did, what have you heard about this movie before you've uh, watched it? Honestly, uh, not much. I didn't hear anything about this movie um, until I just started watching Brian Gosling films and looking up his filmography. I mean, I would say it is fair for people to look on the surface of what the film is and get upset because, I mean, the poster is him doing a fucking Nazi salute. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking like, It's pretty, like, in your face. Um, but I had heard since like researching it that Ryan, this is when Ryan Gosling kind of started getting some buzz as like a leading, as being able to take on like a leading role. It's kind of funny though, cause someone did, I watched, I read like an article the other day about someone was like ranking his films and mm -hmm. this person who was ranking them put how, uh, oh, he had to go through the um, go through the the skinhead ringer like all the other greats before him, like Gary Oldman and and all these other actors that I guess played like neo Nazis. Yikes! <laughs> but I I didn't realize how many uh, films there are about skinheads. Yeah, there there are a few. Um, and uh, you know these movies luckily don't romanticize these people and yeah. show how much of fucking idiots they are. I definitely thought about uh romper stomper with uh, Russell Crowe that follows a group of skinheads in, I want to say Ireland or Britain. And yeah, then also there is uh, American history X with uh, Edward Norton, which is also like a redemptive film, but it does follow a neo-Nazi. Um, so yeah, it does definitely does have a lot of parallels. what did you think of, of Ryan Gosling's performance in general? Oh, I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, you can really tell how much hatred he really harbors. Yeah. I think especially like toward himself. Um I don't want to get too into the story, but there's 
just like how he talks about um, the Jewish people, the community, the religion, and but then like you're thinking about it, and he is a Jewish-born person. Like he went to to school and he learned Hebrew, and just hearing how he talks about them, it's almost like he's talking about himself. And I think it was very captivating. You can see like how torn he is between wanting to self-hate, but also wanting to embrace himself. But he just doesn't really know how to do that. And I mean, it was very captivating. I mean, yeah, there's just so many good scenes uh, where he has a bunch of monologues. Yeah. And he kills it. I mean, he's so good in this movie. Yeah, it's... it's uh... And the shit he's talking about is so crazy, too. I found myself at every monologue just being baffled by the shit that he's saying. It's so wild. But before this movie, he did uh, Remember the Titans. He has a a small role in a movie there. Uh, He also did a lot of TV, particularly uh, he starred in Young Hercules, which was 50 episodes. So that was his first starring role. So this is his first starring role in like a, it is an indie movie. It is like a low budget movie, but still he is like dominating the screen. He is on there for like 90% of the movie and he does such a good job. Um, all right, let's talk about some fucking key scenes in this movie. Let's start off with the first scene. So we start off, um, there's another movie where you're going to get to see Ryan Gosling's body. And, uh, the first shot is him working out in his room. He's pumping some iron and in the background, there is this like um, talk going on in a type of like Sunday school environment where these kids are talking about Judaism. Uh, they're talking about uh, God. And we hear this one kid speak out and say, like, God is is here just to um, cause fear in people and, and strike people down. And uh, we pan over to Ryan Gosling. His character's name is Danny. And he has a huge fucking swastika on his arm. Uh, what do you think about Ryan Gosling's look in this movie? I mean, he just looks like a straight up skinhead. <laughs> yeah. If I saw him walking down the street, I'd be like, oh, that dude's a skinhead for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he fits that look oddly well. I would say more yeah. so when he's walking around. Like, you know, he has the boots, the the red suspenders, jeans, the bomber jacket. Um, he does look pretty small in this movie, though. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely he definitely looks super young. He must have been uh, boy, I'm not good at math. Okay, 20 years younger. Yeah, so he was like 20 <laughs> maybe at best. Cuz he's like 42 now. So yeah, he must have been about 20, 21. Um so the next scene we see is uh Danny Grand Gossing's character goes to this talk that's being held by this guy named Curtis. Curtis is this kind of like professor type dude. He's played by Billy Zane, who is in movies like um, The Phantom, which is a horrible super movie movie. Uh, oh, God, why I say movie twice? Which is a horrible super movie. Oh, my God, I can't talk. Which is a horrible <laughs> superhero movie. Uh, he's also in Titanic, and he's also did The Mummy, I think, right? He plays like the Scorpion King or something. He plays someone in The movie Mummy. I remember that. And so he's in this movie and it's really funny because we were talking about that Ryan Gosling looks weird with a buzz cut and then Billy Zane's in it and he looks weird with long hair. 
Um, yeah, he kind of reminded me of like those people that hide their themselves very well. Cause yeah. obviously, you know, he's like a professor and he's supposed to come off as like a scholar, but he also mm-hmm. like believes in fascism and yeah. he basically wants to start a little fascist group in New York, New York, Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted, wants to like expand on it and make it like a bigger organization. And then whereas Ryan Gosling's character comes in, he automatically blames the Jewish people. And Billy Zane's character, Curtis, immediately, or not immediately, but he's kind of like, oh, we can't go that route because it's going to be like Nazi Germany Germany all over again. And then Ryan Gosling's character says, isn't that what we want? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Fucking intense. Uh, And then he also goes off of this tangent about talking about that, uh, that he equates Jewish people to rats, which is just straight up stuff that that you can find throughout history in Nazi Germany. So his obsession with like getting back to the state of Nazi Germany at their height is like at an all time high. Um, mm-hmm. And we're also introduced to Lena, which is Curtis's wife, who is incredibly supportive of of this fascist cause, and then Lena's daughter Carla who uh, is not related to Curtis, which is a key thing I have to say for a later scene. <laughs> but um, yeah, what did you think of like all the super anti-Semitic crazy shit that Ryan Gosling was saying? Like, how did it feel for you seeing someone that we like so much say these crazy things? I was, it was more like, because obviously he's play, playing a character so I didn't I didn't necessarily see Ryan Gosling in this character because obviously like he doesn't believe in all this stuff or maybe he does. I don't know. But um, no, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, the stuff that the character was saying, I was kind of just dumbfounded. I mean, I was thinking of like someone who speaks very eloquently and thinks they're smart but they're not. Yeah. That yeah. was, that's like, that's what I was getting a lot from. Cause he speaks very well and he is very eloquent and he is an intelligent person, but he's also not, I think being someone of intelligence, you have to have some type of empathy and he obviously does not have that at all. So this stuff that the character Danny was spewing definitely threw me aback i was just like what the fuck is wrong with this guy yeah it's uh incredibly jarring to see him say all these things uh so uh, as we progress throughout the movie uh danny and his group of friends get invited to go down south with curtis and and lena so that he can participate in some like training for their fascist group and uh, well, let's and then also throughout the scene or throughout the movie, uh, Carla, the daughter of Lena and Danny, Ryan Gosling's character, have a relationship like this kind of weird on and off relationship where like Carla is like really cold to him and then vice versa. But they're on the they're in this on and off relationship. Uh, eventually, we cut back to this scene that we kind of saw in the beginning where there's a Sunday school and all these uh, Jewish boys are attending a Sunday school learning about Judaism. And we learn that this one kid in the class who is uh, 
arguing with the teacher turns out to be Danny. So big surprise, we learn that Danny is actually Jewish. And now he's grown up and he's a neo-Nazi. What did you think? What do you think like in the movie that was supposed to be like a big reveal or was that already established in the beginning? I think it is supposed to be a big reveal. But I mean, now that I'm thinking back on it, I don't remember there being any indication that he was Jewish until that point. It actually didn't really feel like a big reveal for me, though. But I think it's because we kind of had an idea of what the movie was already about. Right. Going into it. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, even like the character or no, sorry, the actor that they used to play the younger version of him doesn't look a lot like him. So maybe that's yeah. also why. I think he has like black or brown hair, the kid, and he wears glasses. Then you cut to him, Danny being older, and it's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Brian Gosling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they didn't pick like the right kid. And also like the kid actor already looks like he's maybe six foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian Gosling is not that tall. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's probably not the best choice. But uh, uh, so... The next thing I wanted to point out is that Danny goes back home to pick up some stuff. And we see that even though Danny really hates himself, he hates uh, Judaism and Jewish people, that he's still incredibly respectful about his religion when his father or like other people that grew up with him are around. He goes to his dad's house and his dad turns on the TV and uh, Danny points out, oh, dad, it's the Sabbath. We can't turn on any lights because it's a part of a uh, Jewish religion that after a certain time on Friday, you cannot turn on electricity. And the dad, we learned that is like terminally ill. And he's like, ah, it's fine. Whatever. I don't, I don't really care right now. It's fine. Do you want to talk about, I think the biggest scene, one of the biggest scenes in this movie is when Danny gets appro- approached to be interviewed by some guy from New York Times Magazine. Do you want to talk about this uh, diner scene? Yeah. Um, so Danny sits down with this journalist whose name I did not write down. <laughs> but I don't um, think he has a name. I just yeah, wrote that reporter he, too. He introduces himself because he was there at the uh, the meeting mm-hmm. where Danny meets Curtis and like that group there. But so Danny sits down with his journalist and he starts asking him like what he thinks about like how uh, because prior to that Curtis is talking about how they can change the world and how fascism is good for the world that's when Danny brings up his hate towards the Jewish people in the community and the religion and this journalist is asking him like what what are your ideas like what do you think are gonna what are things that we have to change and Danny is pretty much saying that it's the Jewish community's fault the he talks about how like oral sex is a perversion. Like they didn't bring anything of value. He brings up the atomic bomb. He just goes on this huge, huge rant. Yeah. And then what I do like though, is a journalist brings up, well, how can you talk about the Jewish people like this when you're Jewish? And then he immediately, he's like a deer caught in headlights. And he's like, what did you say? That was a huge, like gotcha moment. I, I visibly like, or or I audibly gasped in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell how immediately how he gets like defensive, almost like erratic. Like he's scared that he said that because he uh, the the journalist even mentions, yeah, I went to a, I think it was a synagogue or like some type of school, and I had met a rabbi there who remembered your name, 
and I had met someone else there who had remembered you by name as well. And yeah, uh, Danny just starts getting more erratic and he pulls out a gun on the journalist yeah. and he tells him, if you put that in your paper, I'll kill myself. <laughs> yeah, which was like <laughs> kind of odd to me, to be honest. Like I thought he was going to say like, I'll, I'll kill you. But he said, if you do that, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> it's like a I, guilt I was like, thing. uh, but what happened? Maybe it's like a guilt thing. Like, yeah, not so much that he'll get like he'll be responsible for him taking his own life. But yeah, that that scene too when he says that I was like, "Oh shit." Like he re- you can tell he really really doesn't want any connection or anyone to find out like who he was in his past. Yeah. Um one thing I I also want to mention is that this is also loosely based on a real story. Uh, this actually happened to a person in 1965. This guy was a member of the uh, KKK. He got arrested, and then it was pub- he was publicly outed as actually being Jewish. And uh, he was so humiliated by it that he ended up killing himself. Um, so obviously they changed names. It takes place in modern day 2001. But this actually happened to someone. And uh, hey, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so yeah, so now Danny has to deal with that. He has that on the back of his mind. So we cut to the South. Danny takes up the offer from Lena and Curtis and he goes down to this like training camp type place for fascists. Mm-hmm. And there, uh, Danny, uh, there's a lot of like big scenes that happen here. But one scene that I want to talk about is when they go to a synagogue and uh, Danny has like a big confrontation with the people he goes with. Um, we see that they pull out a uh, Torah, uh, which is a, um, I guess, akin to the Bible in Christianity. They pull out this Torah from the synagogue and all of Danny's group does not give a shit about this, right? They have no respect for it. But we see Danny struggling with himself. He's kind of like feeling really uncomfortable telling the people around him like the importance of the Torah, but start, but trying to keep the facade at the same time and tell these people to like uh, relax. Um, yeah. And Danny ends up, uh, after they vandalize the synagogue, they take the Torah. Uh, what do you think of this scene? Well, I mean, I think it really showcases how torn he is, that he's not... Like he knows maybe or maybe I'm like reading too much into it in a different view, but that he he's torn between like the the person that he was in this like hatred that he has now or this self-hatred that he's developed because he even when they all leave, he like wraps it very gently and he ends up taking it to repair it. It's kind of funny because like if you were there with other people and they saw you doing this, they would automatically think like, what the heck is this guy doing? Right. Like, yeah. What is wrong with this dude? And, but I mean, it's obvious that he holds even that, like he holds on to principles of, of Judaism very near and dear. Yeah. Which is insane in regard to like all the shit he says about, yeah, about it. And also, there is a point where one of his friends does say something like, why do you know so much about this shit? And he retorts like, well, if you uh, want to destroy your en- enemy, you have to know everything about him, right? 
and yeah. it is like a good cover for a little bit but then he gets back into it and it is like dude like you're gonna let these people know your real self yeah um we skipped over one or i skipped over one scene uh but uh previous to this they go out to diner and they go out to this diner that is a kosher uh jewish diner and uh hey i don't know if you noticed this but one of the waiters is the dude he's actually the actor from the bear yeah, uh, the one that plays uh, Richie, and uh, he does a good job. He's like in it for five minutes barely, but he does such a good job. So at this diner, uh, the Danny and his neo-Nazi buddies like hassle everyone, and they end up getting arrested. And the judge decides, okay, you guys can either go to be re- rehabilitated or you can go to jail. And the group decides to go to this rehabilitation where they talk to Holocaust survivors. What did you think of maybe like? the most uncomfortable scene in the entire movie when i had when like the scene opens up and you can see the um the tattoos that some of them have from being in the camps i was like oh fuck (laughs) like this is gonna get real deep right now and um i think it this scene also so i'm just gonna like get into it um so there's a part where this old man's telling the story about how he was being snuck through the country with his son and they hit a checkpoint and they're discovered by uh, Nazi troops. And this man is describing how um, this Nazi troop is trying to grab his son and he's trying to hold on to his son. Like not, uh, I think he says to let his son know that he's there with him. Mm-hmm. And this this troop or the soldier um, stabs the child and hangs up the child over him. And this man is frozen. He doesn't know how to react. And Ryan Gosling's character, Danny, is like, what'd you do after? And he he sounds kind of um, the, the older man who's telling the story. He sounds kind of surprised. And he's like, what do you mean? And Danny's like, well, like, did you attack him? Like, did, I would have gouged his eyes out. And they kind of begin to have this back and forth. And then this woman brings up how what was going on in Nazi Germany was that they're even in Europe, like all over Europe, they're trying to break their will. And that he has never been tested like that to see if his will would be broken. And she tells him, you have no idea how you would react in that situation because you haven't been tested like that, but we have. And all of us here. And she even says like, there are people um, that we've seen taken into camps and getting into fights and starving people that we know are stronger than you and braver than you. And we were all in a situation where we had no control over what was going on. And to that point, one of his friends brings up how he thought it was fake. Yeah. And immediately Danny turns to him and he's like, what are you talking about? And he goes like, come on, dude. Like there's at least, it was at least like 200,000 victims. And then you can kind of tell that Danny's also in disbelief. But he hides it very well by saying how um, how there were so many camps throughout Europe and the numbers that 
they're saying of the victims of, of these Nazi camps makes sense. But this guy is just like, no, like it's all fake. And I don't know if Danny's trying to hide that he feels that way because obviously it is his people. And this mm-hmm. is something that happened to his people or he's just trying to really say like, no, yeah, like this happened. Um, I did. I like that point though. Cause he, he kind of realizes that some of these dudes that he's hanging out with are kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but yeah, yeah, that was a really tough, tough scene. Definitely. Cause you have these people that are so 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 drastically different and ignorant to what happened and they have people right in front of them who survived it and went through it and they're telling them like this is what happened and this is how it was like and they're I think also this also shows how much self-hatred Danny has because he's saying like I would have done this like why didn't you do this and he's kind of blaming this father for not doing something for his son when in reality there's no way of knowing how he would have reacted. Yeah. The scene is so grueling and like heart wrenching. Uh, I try to look up if the people there were actual Holocaust survivors, but I couldn't find anything. But the first thing I did think about is how fucking horrible it must be to survive something. So uh, that's such a complete utter nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then to come to another place and then have to deal with youth and other people that deny it, that upheld, uphold these values that that directly threaten you. Like, oh my God, like what, what, that must be the worst thing ever. It's so heartbreaking to watch this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you just have people like telling you that didn't happen. And it's like, what do you mean? Like I went through it. Like I was there, it happened. But it's just, it kind of just shows like the ignorance and people, especially fucking neo Nazis, <laughs> the ignorance yeah. and stupidity that they have. I think anyone who would want to skip this movie, like that's totally understandable. But I think it does speak to reality that we live in that there are people like this out in the world, um, and they are incredibly anti Semitic. And anti Semitism, if anything, in recent years has been on the rise. And it's just such a horrible thing to to see. But um, I'd say this is a very important movie to watch. Uh, just to remind yourself that, hey, these things do happen and, and we got to like speak up and do something, do something to help out. But um, so moving along a little bit in the movie, uh, there is a scene where Danny and one of his neo-Nazi uh, I don't know what to call them. <laughs> you know, Nazi pals. I don't know. Um, they, <laughs> go to, <laughs> they go to um, somewhere to kill uh, a prominent Jewish person. His name is, oh man, I lost his name. Do you remember the name of the person? I did. I actually had uh, Elio Manzetti. Elio Manzetti. Thank you. And um, so they set up a sniper and Danny's going to take the shot. And obviously at this point, he's incredibly conflicted with his beliefs and, and, and his raising as, as being a Jewish. Um, he's about to fire. And when he does, he misses. He misses Ilio Manzetti and Ilio Manzetti gets away. And in this part, um, his friend puts together 
that he is actually Jewish because he's wearing like a garb, a Jewish garb that he fixed from the temple, from the synagogue that they uh, vandalized. And uh, one thing that stuck out in this scene is that when Ryan Gosling shoots, he says, damn it. But the way he says it is so like whiny. It doesn't fit the scene. He goes like, damn it. <laughs> it made me laugh so much. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> he just says it all whiny. But then um, his friend finds out that he's actually Jewish. He already accuses him of being Jewish. And he's about to shoot Danny. But Danny gets to jump on him and he shoots him back and then he leaves. <laughs> That's um, funny. The way you're saying that he says, damn it, it makes me think of uh, Napoleon Dynamite when his brother is trying to show the sturdiness of the of the plastic uh, bowl. He runs it over. He goes, damn it, and drives away. <laughs> it, was, it was very much akin to that. It was very like, it did not fit at all. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you maybe that's where he should have done, started doing his screams. Just like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> This is maybe the for one of the first movies we watched together where he does not have a scream. Maybe Fracture, he doesn't have a scream like that. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, they could have fit it in somewhere. It would have been good. So we cut back to New York. Danny's back in New York with uh, Lena and uh, Curtis and Carla. And Lena and Curtis want him to start fundraising for their fascist cause. And in the scene, he immediately feels like regretful and he feels conflicted and he runs out and he throws up. Um, I put down in my notes, this is the first time we saw Ryan Gosling throw up in any movie. <laughs> what did you think of his work throwing up? Mm, I mean, you can't really see it going on because it's like a back shot of him. Um, I do prefer the Place Beyond the Pines one because... Oh, fuck. You know, right, yeah, that's the first time. At least he's not a neo-Nazi in that movie. He's just <laughs> an idiot uh, criminal. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and hasn't hurt anyone yet. Mm. But I do prefer that throw up scene over this one. <laughs> do you get there? There's some people that get really like squeamish when they see or not squeamish, but they just get nauseous when they see people throw up. Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever felt like sick by seeing someone else throw up? Mm, not really. Now that I think about it. I think if someone threw up on me, that would be a different story. But it is kind of more of like the sound because you'll hear it. And then like for some reason, I want to say it back. So I'll start doing it because they're doing it because I'm getting grossed out. And but I've never I've never um, thrown up that way. I usually if I'm really drunk, I'll make myself throw up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, but no, yeah. I don't think anyone I don't think ever seeing someone throwing up has caused me to throw up. Has that happened to you? Um, no, I don't think it has. I've never felt that way about it. I think I just feel bad for people when they throw up. Um maybe one time when I was a kid after riding a roller coaster, I saw someone throw up like uh like a uh, red they just had like an icy or something oh and that was the one time i was like hmm i might throw up too that's pretty gross <laughs> i like how that like the calm that's the calm thought you have like hmm that was pretty gross i think i might throw up as well <laughs> um so in the movie we see that danny's getting closer and closer to carla 
he starts to teach Carla how to read uh, Hebrew and how to read from the Torah. And Carla starts to, uh, she's also has like a lot of fascist tendencies, but throughout the movie, we see her start to like embrace Judaism as she reads the Torah more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also see that Danny now is like fundraising money for this fascist group that Curtis runs and Lena runs. And uh, we see him give like these lectures on what it's, what it is to be anti, an anti-Semitic. Uh, what did you think of these scenes of him like spouting all these things of what it means to be anti-Semitic? Dude, that shit's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like there's no other way to put it. Like, just it's like he's teaching, like he's yeah. teaching people how to do it. And I was watching. I remember watching this. I was thinking in my head, like, wow, this is insane. <laughs> like, but like this is shit that goes on. Like, I think it's funny because. When you meet Curtis's character, Billy Zane's character, he comes off as someone who doesn't necessarily want to embrace anti-Semitism. Yeah. But just hanging around Danny and getting to know Danny more, it can kind of, you can kind of tell like Curtis's beliefs are very rooted in that. And yeah. that's why they start doing these seminars and these teachings because at the root of it, it is like a hatred toward the Jewish community. Because, I mean, that's mm-hmm. basically all Danny's talking about in these scenes. He's talking about like how, like what their religion is like and, and what the, um, uh, how, how that's affected like American life and, and all the negatives. And like he doesn't even think of them as like people. And he's trying to teach them the same thing. Like to kind of like instill it in their in their minds, like like you can't feel bad for these people because of this. Like this is what their religion is, and this is how they are, and it's pretty crazy. Just being able, like, just that, like people, like how people in general will kind of like, yeah, I'll go to this, like I'll check it out, and yeah, yeah, it's we crazy. We actually see in the scene, like it starts with the first lecture and there's going to be like four people. And then we cut to another lecture and then another lecture. And by the end, there's like a group of a hundred people packed into this room just to see Danny speak. And I think it just speaks to like, um, whatever you think about like racist and also like uh, fascist leaning people, uh, maybe you might have the idea that they're just all stupid, but these are actually really like the, the crazy thing is that they're capable they're systematic and they can get people on board with this shit and it can happen very quickly before you even know it. Um, so we see like Danny also trying to fundraise money. He has a bit more scenes with Carla, but then he also has scenes with like uh, these neo-Nazis that he met in the South and his thing that he wants to do next is he wants to bomb a synagogue. So while that's happening, he also encounters an old friend from when he was growing up that invites him to go to a synagogue to a service. And uh, at this service, he has like this big ass heated argument with a friend named uh, Avi. Mm-hmm. And we see that like even people in his past know that he is a neo-Nazi now, but they still try to like embrace him and, and also try to get him away from that life. Uh, what do you think? What was like the purpose of his friends inviting him over to the synagogue? What do you think like they were trying to do in the end? You know, I think because obviously the friend that invited him was very like warm 
to him and welcoming. Maybe he didn't know or maybe he had heard rumors and that's why he had invited him to this service. But um, it's also kind of telling how easily uh, Danny embraced it and was like, yeah, like I'll go. And he even has, he like dresses up for it and he is listening in on the prayer with no problem at first until that guy Avi tells him, oh, wow, you invited the uh, Jewish Nazi. And that's when they get into that heated argument. Um, I mean, I think anybody, uh, whether it be religious or not, or like whether religion is involved or not, like if you see someone going down this road, you kind of do want to help them out. And you kind of do want to be like, hey, like, that's not a good way to go about it. Why don't we come back over here? Yeah. And, you know, and you can like you have friends uh, like we're, we're kind of here for you. We'll we'll support you. And um, yeah, that argument, too, gets pretty heated. And even the, the woman asks him to to stop. But Danny like stops. Like he doesn't continue and he doesn't, it doesn't get any more heated than that. So I think you can kind of really see that he still very much holds on to that part of his life and that it's still there. Yeah. He's still like incredibly respectful, especially when he's, uh, uh, he sees like people from his past, like his dad in the earlier scene and then his friends now. Um, so this all just to speed on, over is there any other scene that you want to talk about before we talk about the final scene yeah so there's a there's this i guess um danny his first time in jail he gets out of jail then carla picks him up and then this is where danny and carla's relationship kind of starts to begin and danny creepily tells carla like i'm coming over tonight like i'm coming over whether you like it or not and uh, Carla's like, yeah, like come at uh, at twelve, and then he climbs up the roof and he looks through her window, and Carla is having sex with Curtis, <laughs> and he kind of looks like sad. Obviously, he, like he looks but very kind of gets into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he obviously looks upset. But then he looks away, but then he looks again and they're kind of like staring at each other. Well, at least Danny and Carla are. And uh, I was telling Joseph about this earlier, earlier and me and Joseph put in our notes. Well, at least this is my note. I put Billy Zane's character. Curtis has sex with Carla. Very weird. Uh, Danny is a cuck. Two question marks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wrote uh, uh, Danny walks up to the window Danny gets cooked. (laughs) I also Um, forgot that Curtis was her stepdad and I was about to be really, truly super fucking upset with this movie. Uh, (laughs) Still not any better that, that, that he's a stepdad, but (laughs) yeah, there you go. Yeah. I think it also kind of ties into, you know, those people who think like highly of themselves because Curtis does kind of seem like that person that kind of is like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then like, there's a scene after where Danny goes to talk to Curtis 
because Curtis and his wife, I believe, are going out of town to start like getting people together. And Danny does not confront him about it at all. Yeah. Which I yeah. think is pretty wild coming from somebody who's very prone to like, oh, I would have done this and I would have done that and I would have kicked their ass yeah. and I would do this. But then he doesn't give any mention of it. And it could also like be into like that, um, that idea of like self-hatred mm-hmm. where he takes out this like self-hatred on others because he had a moment where he can react. And in that moment, he decided to kind of like just give up. Yeah. Because uh, there's cuck. also because he's a cook, yeah, and he um he doesn't confront. I, I think that's a very good uh a summary of why he doesn't react. But he does bring it up to Carla in a later scene. But he comes off incredibly like mopey, and all he says to Carla is like, "Well, you don't want to be with Curtis and his big dick," and it's like, "Yeah, what the fuck? Like that's like, why say that?" Yeah, I wouldn't. I would confront somebody. I would never give props to the other person's <laughs> dick size. <laughs> he comes off so weird in that scene. And I like how he says, like, oh, it's a big dick. <laughs> He's like, fuck, that's, def- that's definitely bigger than mine. <laughs> oh, that's probably what he was staring at at the window. He's like, God damn it, fuck. <laughs> It's like, holy shit, that shit's all messed up now. <laughs> I'm never going to hit that again. Fucking Billy Zane. Oh, he was also in Zoolander, but that was probably my oh, favorite yeah. role that he was in. He's so awesome. That's right. Um, <laughs> so um, the movie all culminates in this ending scene where uh, we see that uh, Danny has been outed by the reporter. Everyone knows that he's Jewish. Uh, mm-hmm. The night before... Uh, he shows up to the synagogue where all his friends are, and the night before, he planted a bomb there with one of his uh, like fellow neo-Nazis. Um, he, he shows up to the synagogue. Carla's there. She is now like embraced Judaism, and all his friends are there. So he goes up to read from the Torah, and he's waiting for the clock to strike, I believe, 7.30, which mm-hmm. was when the pipe bomb is supposed to go off. And at the last minute, he has a change of heart. He tells everyone to uh, run away, get out of the synagogue. There's a bomb here. Uh, we're all in danger. Get out. So he decides to save everyone. But he decides to stay back. And the explosion goes off. And our boy Danny is fucking dead, dude. Another movie where Ryan Gosling dies. This one in Place Beyond the Pines. What do you mm-hmm. think of the uh, of the ending? There is like a redemption for him. Because obviously throughout... The late, well, I mean, throughout the film, he is dealing with like a lot of self-conflict and like a lot of like he doesn't know his place in like the world. So he embraces neo-Nazism and but then also uh, he very easily embraces his old Jewish tra- traditions and like and obviously reading the Torah, teaching Carla how to read it, how to read Hebrew, how to write in Hebrew and all this culmination for him to like save everybody in that synagogue. Um, I do think he gets away a little like scot free. Obviously, he's dead, so there's like no coming back yeah. from that. Uh, but 
um, even uh, beforehand, he's outed as being Jewish because the ambassador is killed by oh, yeah. by a I believe it's one of his neo Nazi friends, but he's being blamed for it. Yeah, we don't know for sure who uh, assassinated him, but in Danny, Danny has like a. I don't know, like a thought about it. Yeah. And he assumes that it was that guy that he shot when they tried to go kill Elio. Uh, oh my God. What's his name again? Elio what? Uh, Manzetti. Yeah. When they try to go or try to kill Elio Manzetti. I mean, I would have liked to have seen like, what if the bomb hadn't gone off? Like mm. it was another fluke and he has to deal with the repercussions of being a self-hating asshole. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I mean, it does tie up everything pretty well. Like maybe he realizes that, you know, he's been a piece of shit and he shouldn't have turned his back. Maybe at least like, like if you don't want to be religious or something, you don't have to be religious, but you don't have to go into the complete opposite direction and hate your own people and everyone else around you. Um, but I do like, how after you see, obviously he burns up in this fiery blaze that he's running up the stairs and he mm-hmm. runs into that old teacher that he had a confrontation with. And the teacher's telling him like, Oh, you know what? Like, I think you're right about um, Abraham. Uh, I can't remember the full story, but it's about how I think Abraham was meant to like kill his son or something like that. Yeah. And that last minute uh, God stops him. And then yeah. because of that, Danny has a whole, uh, argument that da- that uh that god is just a uh, uh there to torture people yeah um but uh yeah how he's going up the stairs and this guy's like you know what i think you're right but danny doesn't want to talk about it like he doesn't want to explain it and he keeps just going up and up and up and maybe it's like i feel like maybe it's a sign that because he turned back on his faith and because he did become like this racist bigot that uh, uh, maybe he's stuck in purgatory, yeah, and he's gonna constantly be doing this, like his soul is gonna forever be doing this. But there is like that scene where you can see the stair, the flight of stairs towards the top, and there's like light at the top. So I don't know if he does get accepted into heaven or not. For I guess like technically sacrificing himself and saving all those people. Yeah. And also throughout the movie too, Danny has uh, uh, like visions of being in that confrontation that the Holocaust survivor told him about where uh, his son was murdered by a uh, Nazi soldier. When he thinks about it the first time, Danny is the Nazi soldier. And then at the end, when he thinks about it again, he's the, he uh, sees himself as the Holocaust survivor Mm -hmm. and he attacks the Nazi soldier and he gets shot just like, what the uh, the uh, female Holocaust sur- survivor told him what happened if he attacked. Um, so yeah, he's stuck in what we assume to be purgatory, and he had somewhat of a redemption, but he also did a lot, a lot of bad shit too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, he almost he almost blew up a whole synagogue. <laughs> well, he did actually. Just that uh, he managed to get everyone yeah. out before that. <laughs> Yeah, he would have been like a mass murderer. (laughs) It's so crazy. And then also to think about how this movie came out. It takes place in New York, too. And it came out 
uh, post 9-11. That must be another reason why this movie Ooh. just didn't do as well. Just anything to do with fucking buildings and explosions must have been just a bad idea to make a movie about. Yeah. But um, what did you what did you think of the ending? Um, I thought it was really thought provoking. I thought that um, I thought this character, yeah, just needed to die. <laughs> <In the end. laughs> like he's just such a hateful. Like uh, I I don't know. His redemption would have been really hard if they kept him alive. If he went to jail, I don't know if I would have like felt compelled to see his arc as a good redemption unless he sacrificed himself for a bigger cause. But even then he sacrifices himself to save people from the own, from the thing that he did himself. So it's just very, it's very tough to feel hard for this, uh, for, to feel uh, bad for this character. It's very tough. Yeah. All yeah. Right. It's very, well, yeah. I, I, uh, I just wanted to like piggyback off that. It's like you want to feel for them because mm-hmm. you can tell they have so much conflict going on, but also, they just do so much bad shit. So it's kind of hard to be like, hey, yeah, you know, like maybe if maybe if you act a little different, but he doesn't act different like at all for the most part. Yeah, maybe this is the one movie where Ryan Gosling had to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's also uh, when we started this podcast, we initially wanted to go in chronological order. But then we realized that this would have been the first movie we would have to cover. <laughs> and maybe calling a podcast literally him and then starting off about a movie about a neo-Nazi is not a good idea. So we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I remember in the notes um, to get an outline of the how we were going to do this. I put, we are literally him. Ryan Gosling is a neo-Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that was a good call though, because yeah. now we got his good. We got some good films of his, and then we got Barbie, which is mm. such a drastic role compared to this one. And we can come back to this one, and this one's obviously deeper and darker. Yeah, and definitely something. I feel like if you watched Ryan Gosling in films when he's big now. Mm-hmm. And you look at a movie like this, you'd be like, holy shit, I would never see him in this movie. Or I would yeah, never think yeah. that he would be in a movie like this. But he does a really great job in this film. Yeah, especially now because it seems that, and I don't know for sure, I'm just speculating because now he has a family and kids. Maybe he wants to take more lighthearted roles. But this is like, to start off as your first leading role movie with this subject matter is intense. It's very, very crazy but I think he does a really good job and I Mm -hmm. do end up liking his work in the movie. So, Hey, that brings us to, let's give this thing a score. Uh, Emilio, give me like a final summary of your thoughts and then give this movie a score one to five. I think Ryan Gosling is fantastic in this role. I think he really um, encompasses this character, Danny, you know, you get so much nuance of, the self-conflict and like the self-hatred and ultimately the divide that he's obviously having of embracing who he really is, but also embracing that hate that he has for himself and his people. Um, Billy Zane's a weirdo. (laughs) Um, Danny's also kind of a big piece of shit. (laughs) 
Um, but other than that, I thought it was a great movie. You know what? I give it 4.5 out of 5. Nice. Yeah, I liked the movie a lot. It was obviously a very hard movie to watch, and watching it uh, more than once will be tough. Um, I think at the end of the day, the message is that the people that are fascist, people that are neo-Nazis, can be all around us. It can even be a person who is Jewish themselves. They can grow up with a lot of self-hatred to commit horrible acts. Um, I think Ryan Gosling does give him an, an amazing performance, especially for doing his first standout role with this movie. Like, I can't imagine the work that you would have to go in to do this, uh, making sure that you also have a good director and writers and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And also, it's an, it's an indie film, too, and it, and it has that feel to it, but it does. it is a really great movie. Um, I'm going to go in and give this a five out of five. I think so many things just had to fall in place to make this movie, especially mm-hmm. when its initial reception was just so obviously like people didn't weren't in the mood to watch heavy shit like this after nine 11. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it a five out of five. I think it's a pretty good movie um, in the pantheon of Ryan Gosling movies. What, where are you going to place this one on a tier of S to, I always forget what's the last one. E S to E. Well, definitely an S. Uh, yeah, definitely. He's fantastic in this movie. Um, but his acting is great. I mean, this is like such a, like I said, like such a drastically different role that he's in this being his first role. Um, as we pointed out our first major lead role, but then seeing how his roles are so diverse later on in his career. Uh, and to start off with something like this with like such heavy subject matter, I mean, yeah, he was great. I I definitely put it in the S tier, right alongside Ken. <laughs> <laughs> there's Ken, then there's Danny. Danny. <laughs> oh, <buddy. laughs> um, and this is Ken. He's just Ken. This is Danny. He's a neo-Nazi. <laughs> He's a bigot. <laughs> He's a cuck. Um, <laughs> Uh, this man, yeah, this this Ken has a lot of self hate. <laughs> Jesus, I think that this is a very good movie, but when I think about Ryan Gosling's work, this one stands out as something that's very different, uh, even among his serious work. And the subject matter is very very heavy. Uh, and I don't know if this is a hundred percent necessary to watch if you are a Ryan Gosling fan. I think this one comes off more as like a fun, maybe not that fun, but just a tidbit of like, hey, did you know this was his first movie? He played a neo-Nazi. And if you're truly interested in his work, you should check it out. But otherwise, I think you're fine to not watch it, I guess, if you're just watching it for Ryan Gosling. So I'm going to place this on a beer. Beer? I'm going to place this on a B. I'm speaking like crazy today. (laughs) I'm going to give this a B. Uh, B for Believer. There you go. <laughs> How many people do you think uh, searched up this movie expecting it to be like uh, uh, a Justin Bieber like biopic or something? Oh god, <laughs> the Belieber. And then they watch. Oh, man, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, I mean that poster, dude. That you look up the Belieber and then you just see that and you're like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. Yikes. 
Why is Justin Bieber doing that? Um, <laughs> okay, last question. Our mission statement for this podcast. Are we literally him? Are you literally Danny? No, hell no. No way. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, no. Jesus. I mean, I'm sure there's things I don't like about myself, but not not to that extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't go around hating Mexican people or anything like that. <laughs> or or oh Catholics my. or Christians or yeah, definitely not him. <laughs> what about I you? mean <laughs> Yeah, no, hell no, hell no. Um I think that's what resonates. Come on, you gotta be a wild me. card here, Joseph. <laughs> Fuck off. No, I'm not. Um hell no, no. Am I a neo Nazi? Dear God, no. Am I anti Semitic? No, of course not. Um the thing is that this person, this is a per Danny is a person that has a lot of self hatred to a very extreme. Um, and that's something that that resonates with me. Obviously, I'm not that extreme, but growing up, I've, I've had moments where I've hated myself for having like darker skin, for being, for being like the child of immigrants or whatever. Um, luckily now I've grown out of that as now that I'm an adult. Uh, but that being said, I, do not see myself as this character whatsoever. So no, 0% literally him. <laughs> thank God. Oh, <laughs> thank God. I was, we always, we was, I was going through this podcast and I was thinking, all right, let's see how we really feel about this movie. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Let's see. I was, I was a little nervous to talk about this one. I mean, obviously like, we're not yeah. gonna agree with what they have to say but it is just such a sensitive topic that i don't i don't want to piss off anyone but yeah there you go the believer Probably piss off some neo-nazis maybe but if you <laughs> are one and you're listening to this podcast please stop don't ever listen yeah, to this podcast go away we don't need you um <laughs> but yeah there you go um i want to end this podcast by saying you guys should give us a rating Currently, we have seven ratings on Spotify. Let's bump that up to, I don't know, 10. What yeah. rating should people give us, Emilio? Um, I would I would say a five out of five, unless, again, you're a neo-Nazi or a bigot, then no, don't watch this. You can give us a one. We, I, we wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Also, we're on TikTok. Should we make an Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that. But I like posting shit on my stories. Whatever. Yeah, let's make an Instagram. Yeah. So check us out. We'll, we'll have an Instagram, I guess, by the time this goes live. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just look up literally him and you'll find us, our Instagram. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. That'll do it for this episode. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, I can't hit the button. <laughs>